in need of some sportswear or just want to rep your favorite team, I know occasionally I like to do so. Well, do it in style and shop with the 47 brand. Premium headwear and apparel style since 1947. Officially licensed gear by your favorite team. I have bought a couple pieces from this website. I love the 47 brand. Great brand, great quality, and affordable prices. Go check out the 47 brand. Welcome back, everybody, to another Saturday episode of the Isaiah Kid Podcast. This is episode 151. Happy Saturday to everybody. Hope everybody out there is healthy and um, staying safe, taking all the necessary precautions. Um, so we're going to talk NBA playoffs today, obviously. Big NBA playoff day. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go over some of my predictions uh, like I did afterwards um, on the previous episode. And I'm going to tell you more about these Saturday episodes as time goes on. But without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into it for today. Uh, happy Saturday to everybody. Labor Day weekend. I hope everybody's having a, a, a great holiday weekend. Be safe. Welcome back to another episode, Guy KP. Welcome back, welcome back, everybody, welcome back. there uh so welcome back everybody to another another episode of the isaiah kid podcast i'm your humble and highly favorite host isaiah kid we're back we're back so let me tell you something about these saturday episodes and first before i get into that uh shout out to everybody listening shout out to uh shout out to the regular listeners shout out to first time listeners shout out to all the uh the last time listeners shout out to um shout out to everybody that's listening um i know school for most school districts are back in session but a lot of these schools, um, a lot of the school systems, a lot of these colleges, um, including myself, including my own, uh, you know, it's, it's virtual. So it's different. But um, so these Saturday podcasts, they, they may seem a bit different. Um, and it's gonna be, it, it is going to be a bit different with these Saturday podcasts. Like today, it's, it's, it's not going to be long. I don't want to hold you guys up in, um, too long on a Saturday, on this Saturday. Uh, but as the as the NFL season comes along, sat, these Saturday podcasts are going to be the podcasts where I get or these episodes where I give my predictions for Sunday's NFL games. So these Saturday podcasts they're not going to be too long. Those Wednesday podcasts is where you're going to get a lot of analysis and breakdown and a lot and some hot takes saturday is a cool day saturday is the fun day i give my predictions i tell you why uh but the college football season did it is starting today for some schools um the nfl season starts this upcoming thursday the chiefs and the texans play that should be a pretty good game and 
let's just start with I want to because I want to get to Deshaun Watson. He just got paid. Glad for him. Well deserved. But also, let's talk about let's talk about the NBA playoffs. Um, Miami is up three zero on the on the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> I don't even think the Miami Heat fans saw that coming, but they're up 3-0 on the, on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Clippers are up 1-0. They're up 1-0 in the Clippers and Denver series. The Rockets won game one of last night, and the Celtics are up 2-1 against the Toronto Raptors. Now, let's first talk about the Lakers and the Rockets game. Um... So, and this is, and this is another, like, okay, last night was a clear point example uh, on, on what I've been talking about for the last two months. Since, since we have, since we have entered into this bubble, I have, what I saw last night is just from what I've been talking about. <laughs> I mean, in the, like the com the, 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 the commentary was mentioning how stagnant how stagnant the Lakers offense is, how stagnant it looked. The Lakers offensively, when they're not, when, and I know it sounds like cliche when they're not hitting shots, they look bad, but there's no type of flow or rhythm to this team's offense at times. And this is why I think the Clippers are the better team. Um, and you know, and the Laker fans, they hate it when I say that, you know, the LeBron lovers, they hate it when I say that I love LeBron. I love the Lakers. I like the Lakers, but they're just not better than the Clippers. I think the Clippers have the better overall team. And I think it's, 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 it's starting to see, it's starting to look very clear, very much clear and clear. But with this Rockets and Lakers series, obviously the Lakers have the size advantage. The Lakers should be dominating the boards. That wasn't the case last night. The Lakers, it was, it was very even. It was actually exactly even. 40 rebounds apiece for both teams. So the Lakers didn't dominate the boards. And, and, I, and I always tell you guys, when you look at the stat sheet, sometimes the stat, the stat sheet can be a bit perceived, perceiving. It can, it, it, it can fool you a little bit. Because you look at the stat sheet for the Lakers... You look at Anthony Davis' box score, and you're like, oh, Anthony Davis, he shot 10 for 16, 25 points, 14 rebounds, three blocks. Anthony Davis had a great night. Lakers must have won. Anthony Davis had a great night. That was not the case. Because if you was watching that game, and I want to get to LeBron too, but if you was watching that game, Anthony Davis, against that small Houston Rockets team, you would think Anthony Davis would be much more aggressive, much more assertive. He didn't, he didn't impose his will on last night's game. And that is what I'm talking about. He didn't take advantage of the undersized Houston Rockets. Yes, I know P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker is an excellent post defender. For, for P.J. Tucker to be 6'5", 6'6", he is a he's a solid post defender. Even James Harden, they, James Harden is not a bad post defender. He's he's a um he got some girth to him. He's not a bad post defender. But Anthony Davis, he bails those guys out because at first I was looking at I watched every second of the game. Any anytime Anthony Davis got the ball, it was at the top of the it was at the top of the key. Or 15 feet away from the basket. And I'm like, 
You're not gonna be able to. You're not gonna be able to take five power dribbles on PJ Tucker and back him down underneath the rim. You're just not. You just. I mean, you're just not. And they. And, and, and a couple times, a few times, Anthony Davis. He got the ball away from. He got the ball 15 feet away from the basket, and Houston forced him to take fadeaway jump shots, and he made a couple of them, but. Late down the stretch in the game, when the Lakers needed a bucket, they couldn't dump it down to Anthony Davis. Or when they did, when they tried to dump it down on the post to him, he was too far away from the basket, and they 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 he settled for fadeaway jump shots. And with the Rockets, that's what the Rockets wants. Mike D'Antoni, PJ Tucker, that is what the Rockets want. They 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 will live with Anthony Davis. Taking and making fadeaway contested jump shots. They're going to live with that. They don't want that. They, that's what they want. They don't want Anthony Davis getting the ball in front of the rim. And that is the one thing I have to see Anthony Davis do. Anthony Davis cannot post up 15 feet away from the basket. He cannot post up at the top of the key. You cannot give Anthony Davis needs to be at the lower block. He needs to be at the lowest block, and he needs to post P.J. Tucker up and finish over the top. He does not need to settle for fadeaway jump shots. We all know, and this is what I say about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis might be the most talented player in the bubble. You can make an argument that Anthony Davis is the most talented player in the bubble. You can make the argument. And everybody tells me, they continue to tell me, how talented he is. I know he's talented. But but damn. You have 6'5 PJ Tucker on you. Finish over the top in front of the rim. Secondly, LeBron. LeBron had a scoreless fourth quarter. Um, he played nine minutes in the fourth quarter. That's just unacceptable. You know, that's just unacceptable. I love LeBron. Uh you know, I'm a big LeBron guy, but that's just that's just unacceptable. Not, I mean, zero points in nine minutes in the fourth quarter in a playoff game against a real playoff team. Like, it, that's just unacceptable. You can't. You can't, go, you, can't, you can't go scoreless. And then even Anthony Davis, he had six points in the fourth quarter, but he shot two for five, two for five, two for six. It, that's, not gonna, that's not efficient enough. That's not efficient enough. And then, you know. The, the 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 same thing continues with the Lakers. Who's the Lakers' third scorer? <laughs> Kyle Kuzma last night, <laughs> he, he, he disappeared. He disappeared. Kyle Kuzma last night made two field goals. But this is and this is this is just another reason why I had the Lakers. Um this is another reason why I have the Clippers going to the finals. This is just another reason why. This is why they don't, Kyle Kuzma went three for nine last night. That's not good enough. <laughs> That's not good enough. Three for nine. Catavius Caldwell Pope, two for eight. You, you're not going to win basketball games like that. E, they, the, the Lakers shot 11 for 38 from the from three-point line. You're just not going to win ball games like that. And I must say, James Harden, uh, I, 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 I kind of figured... I, I, I could have predicted that he was going to play well last night. Uh, he was very efficient, 12 for 20 from the field, 
uh, three for six on the three-point line. He had 33 points. Um, he was very, he was very efficient. He was very efficient. Uh, Harden, Harden continues to show you why he's one of the best scorers in league history. Uh, uh, so you know, it, it just showed you that. I mean, Harden, he, 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 he played well. I was surprised how much I was surprised how much Ron John Rondo had played last night. I mean, for a guy that hasn't played since March 10th, he played the six most minutes for the Lakers last night. So I was a bit surprised that he played that much. Um, the Lakers, uh, you know, defensively, it wasn't a good night. It wasn't a good night defensively. And they're, they're a very good defensive team, but it wasn't a good night for them defensively. But I don't want to. I don't want to make it. I don't want to. I don't want to give like Houston at their props. I want to give Houston their props. Uh, their defense is underrated. They're 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 very much undersized. But if Anthony Davis is going to take fadeaway jump shots, if he's going to take fadeaway fifteen footers, the Rockets have a chance in this series. If Anthony Davis is going to take, if he's going to take fadeaway fifteen footers. The Rockets have a chance. They have a chance. But I, I, but I always have tackled this point with Anthony Davis. I always have tackled this point. I always said, hey, he has to be more assertive. He has to be more aggressive. He can't settle for three-point shots. He can't settle for tough mid-range shots. I talked about this all throughout the season. Um, since the Lakers have arrived in the bubble, I talked about it since in the bubble. Since the Lakers being in the bubble, Anthony Davis just can't. He can't. He can't. He can't. He can't settle for two point contested mid range jump shots. Just can't. Analytically, it's not. Analytically, it's not the best shot anymore in today's game. But Anthony Davis is so talented. He still shoots it. Um, and he makes he makes tough shots, but the Rockets gonna live with that. The, the Rockets gonna live with that because can you make those same tough shots on a consistent basis? Last night in the fourth quarter, it wasn't falling, and the Lakers' offense offensively it, it it's such a hard watch at times. I must admit, it is such a hard watch to to watch the Lakers play offensively. It's such a hard watch. When they struggle offensively, it, it's so hard to watch. And Houston was just flowing with the game. Houston got out and you know got out and ran. Houston want, Houston played how Houston wanted to play. They hit some three point shots. Eric Gordon also played well. Eric Gordon had twenty three points. He played well. Uh, Westbrook started to get it going. Started attacking the rim. He had a quiet first half, but second half he started to pick it up. This is not going to be an easy series. This is not going to be Lakers in four. This is not going to be. This is not going to be an easy series. This is. I think this is a, a very much a six game series for the Lakers. And even if the Lakers do get past the Rockets in this round, I, 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 this is why I'm picking the Clippers, and this is why I'm standing with my pick. The Clippers will win the Western Conference uh, because they're the better. They're the, they're the better team. They're the better team. They have them. They have. They have the best all around team. Uh, bench pieces, scoring threats. They have they have bodies that they can throw at LeBron. Uh, they they have it all. They 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 truly do have it all. They're the best all around team in the league. 
Um, and I, th- I think I think that's why they're gonna win the Western Conference. They're gonna get to the finals, and I think that's why they're gonna win the finals. Simple as that. Simple as that. So uh, I spent about <laughs> thirteen minutes talking about the Lakers. Let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat series. Um, Jimmy Butler played phenomenal in the fourth quarter. And Jimmy Butler, you know, we got to give him his props. Uh, game two, he didn't have the best fourth quarter. Like, some of those situations, some of those plays that occurred in game two, it was not the best showing in, of Jimmy Butler. But I must say, throughout the fourth quarter in these playoff, in these playoff series, Jimmy Butler has been phenomenal. Um, and when we're talking about closers, when we're talking about players late in games, I think you have to be you have to mention Jimmy Butler's name. But also with this Miami Heat team, they have such a, 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 a like their culture with uh to, they play so together. Like Jimmy Butler's the best player. On the, he he's the best player on the team and so far Jimmy Butler has been the best player in this series. But they play the, the the Heat play so they play together basketball, they play team basketball. Defensively, they're on one accord. They have been building that wall on Giannis. Giannis once again shot poorly from three point from three point range. Went zero for seven. Um, and once again, you look at the stat sheet for Giannis. You're like, oh, Giannis had twenty one, sixteen, and nine. You're like, oh, Giannis had a good game. But if you look at that game last night, Giannis was offensively limited. Um, he didn't have that same burst. I don't know if he's. Oh, somebody texting me. I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's hurt. I don't know if he's, uh, I, I, I don't know, like if he, like I don't know. Some, some commentary throughout the game. They said Giannis was grimacing at in, like I don't know, um, with Giannis, but I do know with the Miami Heat, they have totally proved me wrong. Um, and they're young players specifically. The Heat's young players, like Duncan Robinson, I, lo- I like, and I, I like, I like these young players. But before the playoffs had started, I was questioning Miami's uh, lack of inexperience. Uh, like, cause like Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, those guys play some crucial minutes for the for the for the Heat, and they they play some crucial roles, and they're young. Um, even guys like Derrick Jones Jr., um, even ba- even Bam to a certain to, to a certain degree, he's young. But Bam had twenty. He, he had twenty points and sixteen rebounds last night. Uh, like I said, Jimmy Butler had a great fourth quarter, and he had a, he, he's just he's just he's just an ultimate baller. And looking at Hero and Duncan Robinson, they have they, they have come up big in some big spots. Jay Crowder also played well last night as well. So, I was wrong about these Heat young players. These Heat young players, the Heat young players have risen to the occasion. Um, I think it also speaks to how good of a coach Eric Sprocher was. I was definitely ahead of the curve when talking about Eric Sprocher and how good of a coach he was. Like, I talk about Brad Stevens a lot. I like Brad Stevens a lot. Um, I like Nick Nurse. You know, everybody talks about Nick Nurse. But... And he won Coach of the Year again this year. But Eric Sprostra has done such a great job with this Heat team. It's just embedded within their culture. They work hard. They um they take chances on undrafted guys. Uh, you know, Jimmy. And, 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 and I, I always thought with the Jimmy Butler situation, 
I always thought that it was like I, I looked at the Minnesota situation with the Timberwolves. I looked at the 76ers situation and the, the narrative was Jimmy Butler is a hard teammate to play with. He's hard to play with. He's hard to coach. And I never failed for that narrative. But what is what what him going to Miami has shown, he's just he just wants to win. He's just a winner that wants to work hard and he's gonna push his teammates to work as hard so they can win. And that's what the Miami Heat is all about. That's what this franchise is all about. This franchise is about working hard, playing great defense. They commit them, they commit on the dis- on the defensive side of the ball. Even their young players. Like Hero, he isn't the greatest defender, but he's giving effort because you have to play some defense if you're gonna play for the Miami Heat. It, it, that's just a given. If you're playing for the Miami Heat, if you're gonna play big time minutes for the Miami Heat, you gotta commit yourself on both ends of the floor. Uh Gordon Drogic, he's played well. So this Heat team is formula is it, it's ver it's very much formidable for uh, formidable. And they're definitely a finals contender. Uh, they're definitely a finals contender. They're definitely a finals contender. A finals contender. And, and, I, and I want to get to Giannis. Because I saw Richard Jefferson comment about Giannis not being the Jordan uh, and him being Scotty uh, Pippen. I'm going to address that soon. But... The supporting cast of the Bucks have to be better. First, Giannis has to be better as well. Um, and Giannis does have limitations offensively. But the Bucks' other rotation guys, the George Hills of the world, the Eric, the Eric Bledsoe's of the world, they have to be better. They, they, like, they have to be better. But this series is over now. I mean, this series is over. So, like... That that was that was the type of talk that we sh- that you should that that should have been had, uh, game one, game two, that the role players have to be better. George Hill has to be better. Eric Bledsoe has to be better. This series is pretty much over now. Uh, the Heat are up three zero. This series is pretty much over, and that gets to that gets to my point about Giannis. So Richard Jefferson made the comment that hey, Giannis isn't he's not Jordan. He's not the guy. He's more like Pippen. He's Robin. Okay. When I look at Giannis' skill set, like especially offensively, um, I know he can handle the ball a little bit. I know he can handle it a little bit. But Rich Jefferson is right on one part. He's right about one half. I don't think Giannis is Jordan. I don't think he is LeBron. I don't think Giannis is that. I think Giannis, and I don't think Giannis, but I think he is wrong on this. I don't think Giannis is Pippen. I think Giannis is somewhat like Shaq. Giannis, in his offensive limitations, he's essentially a big. And a lot of his points come from the paint. He's Shaq. And Shaq needed a perimeter player like Kobe and Dwayne Wade to win championships with. No, no, and that's no, and that's no offense with Penny, to Penny Hardaway because Penny Hardaway is a great player, and Penny Hardaway is one of my favorite players. He's Penny Hardaway is one of my favorite players in league history. But Shaq needed a perimeter player 
that was a relentless score and not afraid of the moment. And I think that is what Giannis needs. Um, and I'm not saying Giannis is as dominant as Shaq. Don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. Don't, don't misinterpret what I mean when I say Giannis is Shaq. Don't misinterpret that. Don't, don't, please do not misinterpret that. I'm not saying Giannis is Shaq. I'm not saying he's as dominant as Shaq was. But as far as offense, as far as Giannis' offensive limitations, and yes, he can dribble a bit. He can dribble a little bit, but it's very difficult for him to create his own shot outside on the perimeter. And he's a he's a paint he's a he's a he's a paint he's a paint scorer. A lot of his points come within the paint. So I think that's what makes him somewhat of a interior scorer in someone like Shaq. He needs a relentless score on a perimeter who is not afraid of the moment. He needs a superstar perimeter player. Chris Middleton is an all-star player. Chris Middleton is a good player. I, that's that, He's a good player. But Chris Middleton is not a superstar. Hell, some of you guys might argue he's not an all-star. Giannis needs a superstar player on the perimeter. He needs somebody of that ilk. Not saying that, I'm not saying this, this perimeter player that Giannis needs has to be Kobe. I mean, no. But he needs a perimeter player, a perimeter superstar of that same ilk and that same makeup that a Kobe Bryant, that a Dwayne Wade had. They, he needs that. He needs that. I don't think he's pimping. So I think, I think Richard Jefferson is wrong about that. I don't think he's pimping. But I don't think, I, I think he, I, he's right about Giannis is not Jordan. Giannis is Shaq. Giannis needs a perimeter superstar as good as him. He needs a perimeter superstar that's as good as him and not afraid of the moment. Because that's what the Bucks are lacking. That's what the Buck, that's what Giannis needs um, in order for him to win a title. And I and and now, now that Milwaukee is down 0-3 to the Heat. And this series is pretty much a foregone conclusion, and the Heat are going to advance into the Eastern Conference Finals. We just we're just trying to figure out if the Heat are going to sweep them, or if the Heat going to beat them in five. But this now opens up the opportunities and the floodgates of the possibility of Giannis leaving. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, I got so much pushback. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember early on in the year, earlier this year throughout the regular season, I said, you know what? Giannis, he has the MVP. He's going to win MVP again this year. Um, even though I don't agree with that, I think LeBron should be the MVP. But it's, 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 it's likely going to be Giannis who's going to win his back-to-back MVP, which is phenomenal, which is good for him. But... At some point in time, he's got to start winning, and I'm not the. And I know we we live in such a like it's a, it, like society today. I call it, like society today, especially in the sports world. I call it the microwave society. 
Because we want things to be, we want things to happen so quickly. We want things to happen so quickly. And that's why I call it, especially in the sports world, I call it the microwave society. We want things to be hot instantly. We want these young players to win instantly. And Giannis, he's only, he's, I mean, and I don't want to make it seem like, 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 this is unacceptable that the Bucks are down 3-0, to the Heat. That's unacceptable. Um, for a 60-win regular season team, that's unacceptable. Um, you know, the playoff showing from last year against the Raptors and Kawhi. Up 2-0 and you let the Raptors win four straight, that's kind of, that's, that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. But... We live in such a microwave society, and that's what I like to call it, where we want things to happen quickly. And Giannis is only 25. <laughs> and we got to remember, it took Jordan years to win titles. Jordan, it took Jordan years to win titles. It took Jordan getting Scottie Pippen to win titles. It took Jordan years to win titles. And the way how certain people like... And I, I and I get it. The Lance Dance documentary is a great documentary. It's part. It, it's the best documentary I have seen, hands down. It's the best documentary I have seen, uh, especially for sports. But the narrative around the Lance Dance documentary is it makes it it paints the picture of Jordan like Jordan was just this unpeckable figure. In the playoffs, especially in, in, in the 90s, he was. In the 90s, he was. He was unbeatable in the 90s, obviously. He got the six championships in the 90s. He got the six finals in the 90s and won all six of them. So, yes, he was practically, he was, he was practically unbeatable. But I don't think we, we, I don't think the Jordan, I don't think the Jordan lovers, they don't quite shine the light enough on Jordan's um, shortcomings in the 80s. I don't think they shine the light enough. Jordan lovers, these like the ultimate Jordan fans, like I'm talking about Skip Bayless and all, like those, like those people, the ultimate Jordan lovers, they don't shine the light bright enough on Jordan's shortcomings in the 80s. Because in the 1989 Eastern Conference Finals, Jordan had a 2-1 lead on the bad boy Pistons and he let the bad boy Pistons win three straight games and get to the finals and, and knock him out the playoffs in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I don't think that nearly, that doesn't nearly gets talked about enough. And okay, it's Mike. I get it. But when we're talking about Giannis and when we're talking about all these young superstars like Luka, we put so much pressure on these guys to win and win now win and win quickly. It took LeBron James years to win a title. It took him leaving the hellhole I like to call Cleveland, going to Miami and winning a title. It took it, it, it took Jordan happening to overcome the Celtics or 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 you know, the Celtics got older, but overcoming the Pistons and beating the Pistons and then beating the Lakers in the finals to to win his first title. These th- these things take time. These things take time. The, it, it, it takes it takes a while. Kevin Durant. 
It takes a while. It took Kevin Durant leaving OKC, going to Golden State, joining Golden State, already uh, already a superior team, already a supreme team, a team that already won a title without him. It took him having to leave OKC to go join them and win a title. These things take time. These things take time. And with Giannis, it just opened. And people thought I was crazy when I was talking about, hey, when I was talking about the possibility of Giannis going to the Warriors, people thought I was crazy. People thought, oh, he would never leave Milwaukee. He would never do that. Okay. And now there's another possibility on the table, him leaving and going to Miami. That is very much a possibility. And I have discussed both possibilities on this podcast before. <clears throat> I have discussed it. Go back and listen to the episodes. It's, it, it, you know, I, I, I predicted these things and I, I discussed these things earlier in the year throughout the regular season. I discussed these things. And I said, hey, Giannis and the Bucks, if they have another playoff meltdown, if Chris, and I said it, if Chris Middleton has another playoff meltdown or if Giannis and the Bucks have another playoff meltdown, it wouldn't surprise me if he was to leave and go to Golden State or Miami. <laughs> boy, oh boy. And look here. We're in September. They're down 0-3 in the Eastern Conference semis. And we're, it's already league executives. It's already league executives predicting that Giannis, we would go to Golden State or Miami. But hey, <laughs> what do I know? What do I know? I'm just a sports guy. I'm just a sports guy that goes to college. I don't know. I don't know nothing. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know nothing. I'm just a sports podcaster, sports commentator, sports whatever. Uh, I, you know, I go to, I'm in college. Who, who, who am I? <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> so I know that the Celtics and Raptors play tonight. Um, you guys all know the Celtics are my favorite to get out the Eastern Conference. That's, um, they should be able to win this series, but uh, that, I'm not going to lie to you guys. That Miami series is going to be really interesting. Uh, I can't wait to see that series. Um, you know, Boston has to close up this series and wrap up this series. Now, I must say, uh, Toronto did get the win. Kyle Lowry played great. Uh, he was able to put, um, he was able to put Toronto over the hump. And then we all know about OG Ananobi's game winning three. Uh, that he, you know, he tried to act, he tried to play it off, you know, act like he, you know, like he was built for this moment. Okay, I get it. Okay, bye bye. But if I'm a Raptors fan, I wouldn't feel too good because it took a prayer from uh, it took a prayer from OG Ananobi uh, and and Jason Tatum shooting five for eighteen. For me to win only by a point. If you're a Raptors fan, I would not be happy. Um, I think the Celtics will bounce back. I think they'll win the next game. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this series wins six games and the Celtics win the six games. It wouldn't surprise me. I just think the Celtics, they have more offensive firepower. Uh, I think Jason Tatum might be the best player in this series. And like, like I said, with Seattle, this is and this is why... Like, I like Toronto. I always have liked Toronto this year. I think the story of Nick Nurse and how they have been playing defensively all year long, it's been a great story. But we always, but I've always had my questions about Pascal Siakam. And is it like, if 
like I always question and wonder, is he really ready to be the guy? And even if he's not ready, quote unquote, to be the guy, he's going to have to be the best player for them to win, for them to have a chance at winning the title. I've, I've said that. He has to be the best. Kyle Lowry can't be the best player for the Raptors in order for the Raptors. Like, Kyle Lowry can't be the best player for the Raptors and expect them to win this series. You can't. They can't. Kyle Lowry can't be their best player if they want to win this series. Pascal Siakam has to impose his will on this on this series in order for the in order for the Raptors to have a chance and win this series. That's how I'm looking at it. And with Pascal, it just shows you like it just shows you how good these superstars are like LeBron, Kawhi, Durant. It just shows you because last year Pascal Siakam was the second option and all eyes were on Kawhi. But and, and, and he was in, and Pascal Siakam was able to flourish and play through his role and go one on one. And he wasn't the defense. He wasn't the defense primary. Like he wasn't the defense primary option of we have to take this guy out of the game. But now with no Kawhi, he has turned into the defense. He, he's turned into the defense and teams. Main priority of we have to slow down this guy, and in the playoffs, especially against the Celtics, he hasn't been he hasn't been that effective. He hasn't been efficient at all. He's only averaging 15 points per game in this series. He has 16 points the game that the Raptors won. That's not enough. That's just not going to be enough if a rap if the Raptors want to win this series. But I have the Celtics winning this series. I think the Celtics have too much firepower. Um, you know, it, 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 Jason, it took Jason Tatum having a bad, it took Jason Tatum shooting five for 18. Jalen Brown didn't have his best night and a prayer from OG and Anobly for the, for the Raptors to only win by one point. It took all that and they only won by one point. So I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be so happy if I was a Raptors fan. I wouldn't be on cloud nine because it took all that for you to win by one point. So I think the Celtics will win the series eventually. Uh, maybe in six games, maybe in five games. Uh, the Clippers, the Nuggets just don't have the, the Nuggets don't play enough defense. Jokic has, Jokic have to be better on the defensive side of the ball for the Nuggets to even have a shot in this series. Uh, I don't think the Nuggets will win this series. I think the Clippers will probably win in five, maybe six games. Five, maybe six games. Maybe, maybe the Nuggets can win two games, but the Nuggets they'll be able to get. They, I, I don't know. Maybe they win one game. Maybe. Um, Deshaun Watson, or like I said, like I mentioned early in the pod or this episode, Deshaun Watson got paid. He got paid a four. He got he signed a four year extension for it, it's worth a hundred and sixty mil. Um, a hundred. He has a hundred million, a hundred and eleven million guaranteed. So uh, that's great for Deshaun Watson. I think it's well deserved. Um, and I, and, and you know, I'm a big fan of this. I, I, I'm a big fan of Deshaun Watson. I love Deshaun Watson. But I must say, guys like Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, 
I admire those guys. And it's nothing against Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. I think he's the best quarterback in the league. It's nothing against guys like uh, Lamar Jackson who have weapons around him and who have a great supporting cast. But it's just something about Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson that I love. It's just something about them that I just absolutely love. And it's the, it's the, it's the factor of them being very elusive and them overcoming challenges. Uh, Russell Wilson, both, both Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, they have below average offensive lines. Uh, Deshaun Watson, his running game, like the, 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 the Texans running backs, I, not great. They, they bring it on David Johnson, who isn't the same, and, and he's very expensive. Uh, Houston's defense, Seattle's defense, their Seattle's defense last year ranked 26. Houston defense is average or at times even below average. So when I'm looking, so I just, I just admire the fact that these guys are over, are able to overcome these situations, battle lines and mediocre talent around them. Uh, I I just I, I just I like it. I I I I, lo- I love the fact that they're able to overcome all of these challenges, and it it just speaks to the testament of it. Just shows how great their leadership abilities are. It shows that they're they're able to overcome and improvise. They're they're they're, they're two of the best improvisers in the league, and this was a no brainer. We knew Deshaun Watson had to get paid sooner or later. This was a no brainer. Uh, the Texans, obviously, I mean, he's their saving grace. Deshaun Watson is the is the Texans' saving grace, and you know, I, I and I gave you my predictions of the Texans last week. I had them at eight and eight. They could win more games, but it's just too much to ask for Deshaun Watson. He has to overcome so much. He has to put this team on his back and carry them to victories. Um, most Sundays. And he's, he does a good job at it, but it's just too much to overcome. I think the Titans have a better team, all-around team. I think the Colts have a better all-around team. But it would, would it surprise me if Deshaun, if, Deshaun, if, you know, if Deshaun Watson was to overcome challenges once again this year and to lift this team to 10 wins when they really should be an 8-win or a 7-win team? Because when you look at this team, it's a it's a seven or eight win team, but Deshaun Watson is so great, he could possibly lift them up to a nine or ten win team and get them into the playoffs. It's just remarkable. I just wanted to touch bases on that. Um, yeah, they, they, of course he got paid. Houston, it was a no brainer. Houston had to pay him definitely. He's a big. He's a baller. So, like I already mentioned um, earlier in this episode, these Saturday podcasts are going to, like, I'm going to have more content. Um, you know, the NBA playoffs, I'm excited. I'm going to have more, uh, like I told you, I'm going to have more deep down analysis on Wednesdays, on Wednesdays episodes, um, especially as we get deeper into the playoffs, like the Eastern Conference Finals, the NBA, the NBA Finals. Uh, and then we have we we are also have the NFL season to discuss. So deeper analysis is going it's it's actually going to come um, on Wednesday episodes. It the, the, it's going to come on Wednesday's episodes. Um, 
Oh, so like I said, the Saturday podcast is as well. I'm going to have, throughout the NFL season, I'm going to have other, I'm going to have guests come on. We're going to talk about the NFL, uh, what's going on throughout the weeks, you know, the weeks of the NFL season. So we like, we're going to, we're like, we're only getting better and better and better. Um, more, we're going to have more guests, more features. You know, I got some, I got some big time guests. Some of you guys actually, you know, your favorite guests are going to be coming back on, uh, throughout the NFL season. Uh, so that should be a, that should be a blast. But other than that, don't want to hold you guys any much longer on this Saturday. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. I catch you guys on the next episode. This was from me, the IKP. <laughs> Uh, episode 151, this is, shout out to everybody that's been listening, shout out to everybody that's a regular listener, shout out to first time listeners, like I already mentioned, stay healthy, make sure you wear a mask, um, enjoy your holiday weekend, just do it very, just do it as safe as possible, and I catch you guys next week on Wednesday, always remember, two choices, one decision, I'm out, peace, deuces, gone. Catch you guys next week.